Kiora, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Welcome back to B-Side Stories on 106.1 FM. That's Wellington Access Radio. Um, I'm Sadie, but I'm going to be quiet now and just run the desk. So that <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Laura. Laura. Take over. <laughs> uh, thanks, Sadie. Um, have you, Sadie, just before you go quiet and run the desk, mm-hmm. have you been to any events for your local election yet this year? Not yet, but um, one's coming up on Wednesday, I oh, think. Fabulous. Yeah, you should be there, Steve. And <laughs> what ward are you in? You, um, Eastern. Oh, so, yeah. Yay. <laughs> so bring it on. Awesome. We've got one of the candidates here, which is who you're going to be talking to right now. Um, just a, a yes, absolutely. I'm about <laughs> yep. to talk to uh, one of the candidates from Eastern Ward. That's your ward, Sadie. Um, how, how did you find out about the event? How do you find out about the events, just out of curiosity? Oh, well, I was kind of a doofus. I, I was searching and <laughs> I couldn't find... Sometimes it's tricky. To I could find see the, one. the southern ward ones everywhere <laughs> advertised. <laughs> All your friends must live in the southern ward. Well, partly because I'm really... Because I used to live in the southern ward for mm-hmm. ages and so yeah, I'm just yeah. kind of moving those circles. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I couldn't find the eastern ward ones and I thought, oh, this should be on the council's Facebook page. <laughs> Eventually someone put it out, oh, you just go to the council website. <laughs> yeah, they are on the council <laughs> yes. website, yeah. but not all of them, but most of them. Yeah, I did, so I did manage to find it in the end, and then cool. I promoted it on the local um, Facebook page for our area. So Great, yeah. We yeah, should. Well, I uh, hope I know where they are. And <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, we should <laughs> the get them. Thing. We should promote them on our B Said Stories Facebook page. Yeah, true. Well. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to. It. I don't always manage it, but this time I've booked in in advance. So yeah. Oh, very clever. <laughs> oh, aren't we so um, democratically engaged? Uh, in the lead up to the local elections, I'm having a few conversations on the show with some of the new, young, independent people jumping into politics this year. And um, partially it's exploring what seems to be a bit of a movement of young people who are stepping up to represent their communities. So this evening I'm pleased to chat with Steph Edlin. You've heard her voice chiming in uh, on the other um, side of the desk here. Uh, She is 18. She's running for the Wellington City Council in the Motukairangi Eastern Ward. Kia ora, Steph. I am indeed. Hello, kia ora. Really happy to be here. Ah, thanks for coming in. Now, what prompted you to run for city council? Well, I got my first little boost of publicity at um, a meeting I attended surrounding the Let's Get Wellington moving scheme or plans or whatever you want to call it. Um, And at that meeting, I stood up and asked a question, and then there was some controversy surrounding that um, with a a staff article that went out, and it it all got, in my opinion, blown a bit out of proportion, but what it did give me was publicity, and (laughs) that's something very useful when you're you're planning to run. Um, So I wasn't initially planning to run then, but I thought, hey, I'm really into politics, and I've always dreamed of being a politician, so hey, I'd be stupid not to take this opportunity. So So tell us a bit about that publicity, that, that... We won't call it a scandal. Let's call it um, uh, a, an interaction that was in the media. Yeah, well, um, it was a um, a bit of a, a misunderstanding. So basically I asked a question surrounding something, I can't even remember now, something to do with how do we as citizens know that the people behind Let's Get Wellington Moving know their stuff because clearly the people 
behind the bus revamp didn't know their stuff. Um, and then City Councillor Chris Calvey Freeman um, started his sentence off with, before you were even a twinkle, I was on the board of transport, yada, yada, yada. And then everyone in the Miramar Roxy Cinema started yelling and, and screaming at him and um, it caused quite a bit of... Um, a bit of a ruckus, really. So, <laughs> so yeah. And then I kind of, I was a bit overwhelmed because I wasn't really, um, it was not my intent asking a question, really, um, to cause that much of a stir. But, yeah, and then the media got their hands on it and the rest is history, really. Right. So, so you were trying to find out about transport, but really it yeah. became... It became about my age, really. Yeah. So, yeah and that, that and was about the... counsellors, I don't know, um, I guess assuming they have authority because of their age. Yeah, or even because of just their position, I guess. I mm. think that is a problem on council that a lot of people, a lot of people who become city councillors then suddenly rise above the ranks in their own heads and suddenly they don't care as much about the issues that affect their communities because they're now high-paid people who don't have to catch the bus to work anymore and, you know, mm. you know don't necessarily use public libraries anymore. So, yeah, I, I, my, my kind of dealio on this is just that I'm a real person who catches a bus to school every day and um that's what I I intend to stay that way so um tell me a bit more about uh your background um I am a third generation Miramarian so long time been in Miramar all my life my Mm -hmm. dad's lived on the same street his whole life so yeah I'm definitely um I'm always gonna be a Miramar girl and I've always had a real passion for the eastern suburbs um and the first the first inkling I had that I wanted to get involved in local government or politics in general was when the Kilburnie pools were renovated and I was about eight years old and I was severely disappointed with the lack of a hydroslide in these pools after <laughs> renovation. So I wrote a letter to Celia Wade-Brown asking her why was there not any hydroslides in the pools? Um, and I think she replied, I can't remember, but yeah. Um, I've always I've always had a grown up with a strong culture from my father, particularly of of making a fuss about things that you think are wrong and that should be right. So, yeah, no, he's always the one calling the council up when our streetlights don't work. <laughs> and they still don't work, may I point out, uh-huh. Wellington City Council, but, yeah. So what does your family think about your um, big bid for uh, Eastern um, Ward seat? Well, I think they were both quite... Ner- my mum and dad were both quite nervous about it, um, about, you know, because I'm obviously going to be in the media and there's going to be people who are calling me horrible names, which has already happened with the first stuff article, so it's only going to get worse from here, I, you know, as predicted. Um, but I think as I've progressed into it, you know, I, th- I think they're getting, they're getting quite enthusiastic about it. You know, at first they were kind of like, oh, you know, we don't have the money for this, Steph. We're not going to be out there, you know, spending thousands of dollars on you. Um, but now they're kind of really trying to find ways that we can do a, a cool low-budget campaign. They're really getting into delivering flyers and stuff, which is really awesome. So, mm. yeah, they're they're pretty enthusiastic at the moment, which is cool. That's cool. And what are the issues that you care about most? So, I the issues I care about the most are, firstly, the Shelley Bay development is a big controversial thing, particularly in the Eastern Ward, but in my opinion, I think that it's an issue for the whole of Wellington, really, um, because it's going to affect everyone, it's going to affect people going to the airport, Um, which I will point out that I am fundamentally against the current proposed development at Shelley Bay, um, for a lot of reasons, and what are other things that I really care about? I really care about 
um, the council being representative of everyone in Wellington, not just old white men, you know, because um, Wellington has two universities, you know, has various polytechnics. We have a lot of young people here and none of those voices are on council, which is, just seems like such a big injustice to me, really. It just doesn't make sense because a democracy, the whole point of democracy is to represent people, yet such a large chunk of the population is not being represented at all. So, yeah, I really want to campaign for a variety of voices on council. Yeah. So do you feel like you're a part of a movement of young people who are jumping into politics this year? I do think that as in recent times there have been more um, young people engaged in politics. Um, I've heard of another person my age standing for the Wairarapa Council, I believe, um, and she's 18 as well. And then there's Terry O'Neill, who is 21, I believe, standing for the Eastern Ward as well, so young woman particularly. And... um, Tabitha is standing for the Lapton Ward. Is that her name? Yeah. Um, but there's definitely, this year more than, so than other election years, um, there's definitely been an influx of younger candidates, which is really cool. And what do, you think it, it, what do you think it is that young people are seeing or experiencing that's prompting them to get into politics? Well, I mean... I think that transport would be a big one because transport is something that predominantly young public transport is something that obviously a lot more young people use than older people because, you know, young people can't afford cars or don't even have their licences yet, et cetera, et cetera. So that's something that fundamentally affects everyone. And even public facilities such as the Wellington City Library that has is currently just not in existence. Um, Poor library. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so sad. Um, so sad. Yeah. Please, please, somebody sort that out. <laughs> I know, it's tragic. Um and a lot of, you know, the, the main demographic of people that use that public, you know, resource are young people studying. So I think that just, it just so happens that at this election there happens to be a bit more, a few more issues that affect young people because, you know, when young people are never really going to understand the woes of ratepayers, are we? You know, none of, none of us own houses. So um, I can imagine in, in previous years where there's been other issues, young people haven't been as engaged because they've had no reason to engage, but... We've kind of been forced to engage, really. So, yeah, and I think good on all the young people who are kind of taking a stand for for the rest of us who... And yeah. um, I'll just point out, because it's my personal experience as well, we may not know about rate paying, but, you know, we may know about other things and have other experiences like yeah. paying rent. And, exactly. And well, I, I went to um, a, a cullen breakfast that Chloe Swarbrick um, spoke at, and I thought she was really amazing, and the fact that she said that Yes, a lot of people will always talk down to me because I'm young and I don't have so-called experience. But I, but we, as young people, have different experience. No, no one in Parliament currently, or in local government currently, I would assume, apart from Chloe Swarbrick perhaps, would have had experience with the NCEA system. You know, no one else would have had experience of, you know, like other issues that affect young people, such as you know, like um, public transport. That's an issue right now. And, and yeah, I think it's I think it's really important that just because someone might not have m- the most experience, any any experience that they do have is still val- valid and relevant. Hmm. Um, so, how's the campaign going so far? It's going good. Um, I I stood outside Bamington Hall the other day from the hours of seven to eight in the morning. Bamington Bam- um, Hall. Yeah. Where, where um, is that? That's um, is this at a- the top of Wellington Road. It's in the Eastern Ward. Um, I guess. 
This is a that's famous this, yeah. Eastern Ward location. Oh, well, I wouldn't say it's famous, but it, it, a lot of cars drive past it every day. It's on the way to the Mount Vic Tunnel. Oh, yeah. And I stood outside there with a, with a sign saying, Vote Steve Edlin, um on Monday morning. Um, it was bloody cold, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and um, I'm getting my hoardings printed on, and they should be ready on Wednesday, and I've done a lot of flyer deliveries and stuff like that, and... Um, my social media is chugging along as well, so feel free to give me a follow on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. And have you had some interactions with, with people from the ward and little chats around with the constituents? Yeah, um, I attended Andy Foster's mayoral announcement um, at Shelley Bay, which was a fabulous location for it, um, very fitting. And um, I had a good chat to a lot of people, and I've been meeting up with people individually um, and the ward, because I think it's I think it's kind of important to give you know individual people the time time of day to hear their thoughts. People who are different to myself, you know, um, just so I can kind of gather, you know, what what the different views in the constituency are. And what what kind of re- response do you get when you tell them that you're going to run for city council? Um, a lot of them think it's really awesome. A lot of them are confused as to. Um, why at my age I would want to, you know, um, someone said to me, oh, at first when I heard you were running, I just thought, oh, she should be going out and going to parties and getting drunk at her age. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I, I'd, I'd, I'd love to have a social life and be a counsellor. I can't see why you can't do both, you know. Um, but yeah, a lot of, I, I, the response has mainly been positive. The most feedback I've had is that sh- I hope she has a thick skin, which <laughs> I think I do. I hope I do. <laughs> we, we shall see. So but you're yeah. being somewhat warned. You're being somewhat warned. Yeah. Well, I, um, it, it's no secret that politics can be quite a bit of a you know bullying culture to get yourself into. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been a lot of candidates um, previously that have found it hard to handle the you know being ha- absolutely hammered at public meetings and stuff. But I, I think that's not a nice part of the job. But it's part of the job, you know. Um, what when when you think of a council that has that is an ideal council that has young people represented the same as older people mm-hmm. um i guess how would how would wellington look different or how would our our lives be a bit different if our council was a true reflection of yeah, the people I, that lived in our city i think that if our council was a true reflection of our city we wouldn't see any groups favored and i'd love to i'd love to say that all the councillors would be ethical and that they wouldn't have any, you know, alliances with, you know, other interests and stuff. But, I mean, I can I can never say that. But, yeah, um, and I'd also love to see a council that, that before any change that affects a community is made, that consults the community. Because I think that the people who have the most knowledge and who are going to get things right are not the city councillors most of the time. Most of the time they're the people who have the real community knowledge from experience in that community who you know should ideally be consulted before every single decision is made really so yeah I'd I'd just love to see a council that 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 works for its people instead of against its people now in the last couple of minutes um I'd love to hear a little about like what's your experience at school that like do you have any leadership experience or um things that you've done that you think will be really useful if you became a counsellor um, I'm head girl at St. Catherine's College in Colburny, um, a lovely little Catholic school um, just up on the hill, and I love it to bits. And, yeah, I've really enjoyed being a leader there and and, and getting 
I don't know, it, it's given me a lot of experience and and how to how to bring a group together and and how to how to bring different ideas and and get a good outcome, you know. Um, and I think it's given me a lot of confidence as well. So yeah, I think. And also, it's given me um, a good grips on the community as well because you know we're at, my school's in the Eastern Ward and, and I, at my school I, I don't just see the people who are like me, you know. It's it's my school is amazingly diverse, not just you know religiously, culturally, everything. So yeah, I've, it's given me. It's given me a really good experience on working with people that are not like myself. Yeah. And um, what, what what's next in your life? What are you going to do with yourself next year? Whether you're a counselor, if that's part of your life, or 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 something else. So, if I did get into council, I would probably take a gap year um, and resume my study in the second year of my new job as counsellor um because I, w- I would kind of I'd want a year where I wasn't trying to do two things at once because I feel like that's been a common theme in my life um for a long time <laughs> um and I'd want a year to really get get my head around the job as well um but yeah alternate alternately I would go to Vic Uni um because I really want to stay in Wellington um and I'm planning on studying political science English literature and linguistics so yeah neat I had a real quick question if I can pop in. Go for it, Sadie. It just occurred to me. I just wondered if you have any political role models or heroes. Oh, political role models or heroes. I mean, City Councilor Simon Wolf is someone I really admire because um, he's definitely a no BS kind of guy um, and he says it how it is and he's just a really lovely person in general and he's been my mentor and he's been the one that um, really inspired me to run really um, but on more of a on more of a international level I, I really admire Chloe Swarbrick just because of the way that she has such a profound ability to get her point across and she's so amazingly articulate and she doesn't let you know the pettiness of politics get to her um, and yeah I, I think that her, her whole ethos on on a person's experience and stuff is, is really awesome because I've heard her speak as, and yeah she's she, I think she's a really cool model role model for everyone young really who's interested in politics Well Steph thank you for taking the time to join us today thank you for listening to me good luck on the campaign trail thank you so much well, I'll come and watch you at the Meet the Candidates meeting which might be this weekend maybe for the local ones so that'll be cool yeah. um, you've been listening to B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM just you'll probably only get a little bit of this song, but I'll just put on a disaster radio song. Sounds great. Thanks, Wellington. Thank you. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.